0: This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska. A place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. Well, I don't know about you, but the uh, past several months, I have thoroughly enjoyed our study in the book of Acts, um, The Spirit of Adventure. God on the move then and now. And of course, we are reminded that today is Pentecost Sunday. And we can just imagine those first followers of Christ, 121 gathered in the upper room, and the Spirit of God came down upon them, just as Jesus had had promised. And their first impulse was to do what? To go. And to share, and of course, we remember that that first Pentecost Sunday, and we recall that that Peter gave that, that first speech, that presentation, um, of the gospel, and people responded, and they joined that early group of followers of Jesus, and and the and the church then began to to move from Jerusalem to Samaria to the othermost parts. Of the earth, including where? Alaska, that's right. I mean, I think about those disciples, if, if they had even known there was an Alaska, can you have imagined 2,000 years ago, where that, that group, if someone had told them the movement that's beginning here will someday spread to a place called Alaska. I mean, they could not have imagined that. It just probably would have been overwhelming. You know, just going to Samaria and beyond was overwhelming enough, correct? But you know what? As we study and we've been reading about God on the move then, today we get to celebrate that God's on the move now. And a rich part of our heritage here at Community Covenant uh, has been the work of the Covenant Church and our church throughout the state of Alaska, in particular, uh, in the western villages uh, of Alaska, uh, to native peoples, and uh, going back to the late 1800s, all the way to today, and our church is a part of that narrative, and that's exciting, so we want to celebrate that. Now, it's one thing for me to get up every Sunday, and to share with you from God's word, and and to say, you know what, we are a... Um, a healthy missional church, we're pursuing Christ, and we're pursuing Christ's priorities in the world. And you say, yes, pastor, but you expect me to say that, right? I'm the pastor. That's what pastors say. Or at least they're supposed to. But it's different, I think, when when members of the congregation come from where you're seated, and they sit here, and they share uh, how God is on the move right now how God is working in this church and through this church to impact lives locally, throughout Alaska, and, and literally around the world. Today is a day in which we're going to share that and celebrate that with you. We have members of our Elam team uh, that are here today to share with us how God has worked in their lives, and the lives of those that, that He sent them to in the village of western Alaska called Elam. And so I'd like the Elam team to come up uh, here. We have three members today. Come on up. And as they're doing that, just want to remind us of um, why we're doing this. And, and you might recall Jesus and his words are recorded in Matthew chapter 28. I'm turning to that right now. If you have your Bible, you can you can turn to that also and in Matthew 28 of course we have these words that remind us that we're to go and Jesus is speaking and this is called the great commission and in Matthew 28:18 it says then Jesus came to them and said all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me therefore go And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the very end of the age. And then, of course, later on in Romans chapter 10, the Apostle Paul writes these words, beginning in chapter 10. Um, verse 9 if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved then going down to verse 13 everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved verse 14 reads how then can they call on the one they have not believed in And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Sitting before you are those from our congregation who have been sent. And they represent uh, a much greater group of men and women and young people in our church who have gone and in the months ahead will be going here locally in Eagle River and the Anchorage Bowl throughout the state and literally globally taking the good news of the gospel that we are to go, that we are sent ones whether it be sent across the street to talk with a neighbor or across a partition at work to talk to a co-worker or at Fred Meyers in aisle 9 to talk to someone. Wherever it is or to the western village of Elam in Alaska, God is sending us. And so this morning, we get to hear about this trip and what God did in your lives and through your lives. So I want to start with Susan this morning. And Susan, Elam, now that's a village in western Alaska. How in the world did you end up there? What what compelled you to want to go to Elam?
1: Shannon had a friend from youth group. Is, Is that on? Yeah, okay. So Shannon had a friend in youth group. And their family ended up moving out to Elam. And they came back after being there for about a year. And it happened to be a Sunday that we were talking about missions here in church. And I talked with her after the service. And she said, you know, it's great that people go and do things from this church all over the world. She said, but there is just such a need here in Alaska. She said, I wish our church could do something for the people out in the village. And God really put it on my heart. That I could do a vacation Bible school with God's help out in the village, and so I went with I went to Ann Murphy and talked to her about it, and she put me in touch with Neil, and he said that's Western Alaska is right in the realm of where we want to be involved and we want to do things, and so this was something the church had kind of been looking for, and it God just opened a door for us and. From starting this conversation in the end of April, the beginning of May, we were able to get the ball rolling, and we went out the first year in July. So when God has a plan, he makes
2: things happen.
0: Wow! Uh, uh, and Shannon, how about you? Did you go just because your mom wanted to go, or?
2: That was part of it. She came home and said, I think I'm going to go do a VBS in the village. And I was like, okay, I'll come. Um, but I also, my friend was out there, and it just really sounded like a fun adventure to go on. Okay. But then once we got out there and we kept coming back, you just build relationships with the kids, and it's hard to stay away. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And Curtis, uh, now, I understand this is your fourth trip yep. there. And uh, what first compelled you to go?
3: Um, originally, I had already done some local uh, mission trips with the youth group. And, uh, I mean, like Susan said, like, it's great and it's awesome, but I wanted to do something, you know, more out in out in the wilderness or out somewhere else, um, and so I just got hooked up with the team and uh, started going, and it's been a blast.
0: Okay, so you you got bit by the spirit of adventure, right? And for you, adventure was to go out into Western Alaska. Okay, and uh, now the two of you have been five times. Okay, uh, so Susan and Shannon have been five times. And Curtis, you've been four times. Mm-hmm. Now, why do you keep going back over and over again? You really just
3: can't stay away from these kids. They're, you grow such strong relationships with them. And uh, when you go, it's like going to see old friends. It's just so much fun. And you build the strongest relationships. And it's so cool to see out the plane window all these kids running up the hill to come... Meet you and then it's the saddest thing for them all to, you know, wave goodbye while the plane's taken off. You just never want to
0: leave. So it's kind of like, a, uh, those of us that remember the old TV show Fantasy Island. Remember that? <laughs> the plane! The plane! Right? And all the kids are racing out to greet you guys. Now, now Susan, uh, I understand that when you first began that the, the numbers in terms of the kids participating what, what around 20 or 30 but what are they today five years five trips later
1: five trips later we had almost 70 kids every single day and we thought you know it'll start off a little slow and then once they hear that we're there it'll pick up some no they they knew the plane landed and, um, and we were there and all the kids from the village come. The first year that we were there, we thought that we would do it, you know, kind of following the order that we did here. We said, okay, it'll be for elementary school kids, you know, and we'll do vacation Bible school at 12 o'clock. Well, that doesn't work. Whenever you say it's vacation Bible school, everybody brings their brothers and sisters. And so you have two-year-olds that are coming with the older kids. And so... Of those seventy kids, we had kids that were two, and we had kids that were seventeen and But everybody is in there. Some are participating more than others, but um, it 's just an amazing thing to see all these kids come together and If you said it 's only for these ages, you wouldn 't be able to do it because the older kids are watching the younger kids, so if they want to participate, you have to bring the little ones along and so And you also do vacation Bible school late in the village because there's village time. Um, If you were to try to do it at 10 or 12 o'clock in the afternoon, nobody would show up because they're still in bed. Um, So we do our vacation Bible school usually from 2 to about 5 or 6, just depending upon how the day goes and when the last one leaves.
0: Okay. All right. right. And, uh, you know, as they're talking about going to the same place five times, four times... They're building relationships. And it's that relationship that is the foundation for the growth in the numbers because uh, the children and their parents, the people in the village, are are looking forward to their return. And they anticipate that. And there's energy and there's excitement. Word spreads and people come because they want to be a part of what is happening there. And so that's a just a wonderful illustration of how that commitment to building relationships it 's just a foundation of, of this mission and how important that is now, I understand that everything went as planned, from the start when you had all the people signed up to go to your getting there to you actually doing the ministry. everything went perfectly as planned. Is that right?
1: No, nothing went right no,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> Now now I, I said that kind of you know I was just kidding, because those of you uh, who have been a part of a work like this know. That you can plan and have everything just the way you think you like it, but it really doesn't matter because things change. And adaptability is a really important aspect of a trip like this. So, you kind of give us a little background of what happened with your team.
1: So, we like to take nine people out because that's how many fill the airplane, and so. That's kind of the number that we've gone with. But this year, there were some people that couldn't go. Pastor Jeff was leaving, and um, unfortunately, Becca was in a car accident, and she was not able to go with us. And so our numbers had dropped, and so we said, okay, we'll go with seven. And then we were using a smaller plane, and we actually ended up only going with six. But then on the day that we were to fly out, the weather wasn't good, and they were being very particular about the weight, and we had too much weight. And so Larry Wood was supposed, Larry and Ellen Wood were part of the team, and they were supposed to go with us. And um, with being over on the wait, Larry graciously said, You guys go out. He said, I'll try to come later. And um, it's more important for you guys to go. And so Larry stepped off and did not go with us. And so our team was down to five for our 70
0: kids.
1: (laughs) um,
0: Wow. Wow! And how did that impact your ability to to, deliver ministry?
1: It was probably the best year we've ever had because you have to recognize that when you go out there, we fly all of our own food, craft supplies, everything we take ourselves that there's not, there's one store, but it costs too much to buy anything anyway. (laughs) Um, But you truly have to rely on God in everything that you do out there because, you know, you plan the best that you can, but whenever that doesn't work out, you have to be flexible and you have to be able to adapt. And we truly believe that God led us through everything that we did. We had the worst weather that we've ever had. We've always had sunshine and beautiful weather. It rained every single day and we had 70 kids and you're trying to, to do everything, but, It was the best trip that we've ever had. Everything went smoothly, and it was just really amazing.
0: It is is amazing, isn't it? Uh, When things seem to kind of be out of our control, again, the Spirit of God working in us and through us, it's no surprise. The Lord knows, and he made provision and worked in a way that you couldn't even imagine. Shannon, I'm curious. What were some of the ways that you saw uh, God work in the lives of, of the kids at the camp?
2: Well, it's been cool going every year. You see these kids grow a lot. And last year especially, there were some kids that just don't seem to fit well with the others. They're kind of isolated or bullied, and they just kind of – you just see that in the tension. And there was one day we were down on the beach with them, and these two kids were standing on two different rocks and just being mean to each other, just saying hurtful things. And so every day we have a devotional in the morning that we start off with. And we prayed specifically for these two kids every single day that week. And it was really cool how God answered those prayers every single day in a very specific way. And by the end of the week, they were playing together. They could be at the same table doing the same craft, and everything was okay. So it's been cool to see the kids grow and just how they interact with each other differently at VBS. Mm
0: -hmm. And Curtis, um, you know, you're looking and you're seeing the ways in which God is working in the lives Uh, of the kids that you're ministering to, but how did you see God work in your life for the life of your team team members? Um,
3: Whenever we go, you know, I'm kind of the younger guy, uh, so I always feel the need to run around with all the younger kids. Um, (laughs) uh, Up and down mountains, down the street, up the street, just you know, never stopping. And um, with such a small team and being one of the few younger people, I felt um, a lot of pressure to um, just really be the leader in that I need to lead the games I need to always be moving and playing and having fun and um, then you know Larry got off the plane and now I was you know the oldest guy and I had to be the man in charge and that kind of thing so that pressure was really building on me and uh I went with kind of a small injury in my leg and then the first day or the first night we were playing baseball and I screwed up my foot and uh last day I got a black eye, so um, with with those injuries, I had to slow down, and God really showed me that, like, you don't have to just be moving and going and going. He brought me there for a reason, and uh, he made that reason happen, or he made that happen, and um, I still connected with so many kids, and it was
0: still great. It was awesome. All right, all right. You know, as we... As we really move out in into our community, into our world, whether it be, for example, this summer at the uh, Eagle River Nature Center, there's groups from our church that are participating. You can participate in that uh, service project, or uh, the soup kitchen, or just in a variety of things that, that we're doing in support of, of of local things that are happening, or in the state. Whether it be maybe going out to one of the villages or the Covenant. Uh, cat camp and you know the cleat or later on this fall to Mexico or next year to Europe. You know, our church has a heart and a desire to go locally throughout the state and literally around the world. And as we think about that, Susan, I know that there are those that are here this morning who are thinking, man, Maybe I could do that, but I'm not quite sure. I I don't know if I have what it takes. It it just seems so daunting. I mean, look at Curtis. He got a black eye and hurt his leg. I just don't know if I'm up to that, or could I possibly be a part of going and being a part of what God is doing in the world? Um, What encouragement would you give to them? Well, first,
1: just the verse that you read that God wants you to go. If God puts that in your heart, you need to go. Um, Where God guides, he will provide. And, you know, you go thinking that you're doing so much for other people, Mm -hmm. and God just blesses you so much more. That coming back after being able to do that, you just recognize God's hand when you were there, as he took care of my family while I was gone. And, um, And just God is so much he is present with you and he will provide for all your needs
0: now i understand and this is i mean how appropriate is this that you had a, a key verse for your for your vacation bible school it was proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 it says trust in the lord right with all your heart lean not on your understanding in all of your ways acknowledge him and he what
1: will make your path make your
0: path straight and uh, how did that apply, not only to the Vacation Bible School, but to your experience?
1: Well, we have did that verse particularly out in the village because life can be really tough out there. And there's lots of kids who have never left the village. Elam, you have to access either by plane or by boat. And so there's tough times that those kids go through. And we just wanted to be give them a little light of Jesus to give them hope in th- situations that can be dark, Um, But it also, I said we're not doing that verse next year, but it taught us that we have to trust God in all that we do as well, in our planning and day-to-day, that it really makes you recognize how you have to trust God.
0: So you you don't want to do that verse again next year the same way. Maybe you don't want to pray for patience, right?
1: No patience either. (laughs) Yeah, No
0: patience either. Okay, now I see something in your lap here. This looks like it's a very special thing. What is that?
1: So the boys and girls made us a thank you note um for coming. And they just, there were a lot of really cute little things in here that said, uh, thank you for letting us Elam children make tie-dye t-shirts. And we have a picture of the t-shirts. Well, here's a picture of Shannon and Henry, the little boy. And this was from four or five years ago. And then if you put the next one up and this is him this year he's getting a little bigger oh my (laughs) but um and so it's really neat to be able to see go ahead and put the next picture please so these were five of the boys and they were all about 10 or 11 years old okay the next one now they're they're growing and i mean you really see the change but they still came back to to see what was going on and to be there, and it was just so great to see kids this age, especially the boys, to be able to be there and be a part of things. Mm-hmm. The, go ahead with the next one. So this was a few years ago doing the tie-dye t-shirts, and and then this was this year. And they just, they making special time to do things with these kids they just want to be loved. They just they sit in your lap. They hold your hand. They give you hugs. They just want somebody to show them a little bit of love and attention. Wow.
0: Wow. What a, what a beautiful picture that is of growth, yeah. of, of spiritual growth, and the difference that uh, you have made over the years. And even as I'm thinking about that, I, I see Beth and Larry Smith out there. Raise your hands. There you go. You guys are going to Africa in November, isn't that right? And in fact, we as a congregation are going to hear more about that in July. I can't wait. We're having actual leaders, uh, from the Covenant Church there, uh, in Africa. They're going to be here with us and you'll hear more about what Larry and Beth are doing. Are, are you still taking signups for people interested in going with you or? Okay. So, I mean, hey, if you got the spirit of adventure, (laughs) All right. Uh the Smiths are going. Stop and talk to them. Ask them. Ask anybody. Uh it's just great. And you know what the great part is? That this is community covenant. And that God is on the move right now in and through our church. And I am so blessed and I am so excited um, that we can be a, a, a part of this. And my prayer is that as as you hear these things and as the uh the weeks and the months ahead as you hear about opportunities to do things whether it be locally, throughout the state or globally that that you would just open your heart to hear from God and you know all of us can participate uh, some of us go, some of us give some of us pray some of us do all the above but God wants all of us to participate uh, in, in, in one way or another so just open your heart uh, and to see uh, what what God will do, where He might call you, where you might go uh, as you respond to the spirit of adventure. I want to thank you for sharing and all the great things that God has done through your team, and we look forward uh, to great opportunities uh, ahead, not only in Elam, but maybe other villages, maybe more than one team, uh, as people respond uh, to God's call on their lives. So thank you very much. Let's pray. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you that wherever you call us to go, that we are your ambassadors, that we are the ones who bring the message of good news. Whether those words are spoken or whether it's a sermon that is lived out, Lord, our desire is that Christ would fill our lives to overflowing and that people would see the reality of our risen Savior uh, in and through us. Lord, I'm reminded that when you asked uh, Isaiah, who will go for me? He responded, here I am, Lord, send me. Father, to the extent that you are prompting each of our hearts to go, wherever that might be, Lord, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit that we would say, here am I, Lord, send me whether that's across the street to western Alaska to Africa to Mexico uh, wherever that might be, Father that we would be open and responsive to the leading of your spirit Father, we thank you for the Elam team and we thank you for all those, Lord who will go from Community Covenant Church to bring the good news the joy of our salvation to those who need to hear that Jesus Christ is Lord. Father, we thank you, we celebrate this, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.